0: Hello everybody, CCT, you already know what it is, episode 13, I apologize for the long wait, as we all know Thanksgiving was last week to start off with, I hope everyone had a happy and healthy Thanksgiving with their family, I know I was able to get it back up to New York, spend some time with some great family and friends, and just recharge, take my mind off work for a little bit, and of course, Watch some hell of a good games of college football, if I must say so. But just wanted to shout out everybody. Appreciate you all tuning in. And of course, keep them real like we always do. Now today, again, this is going to be kind of a recap of the past two weeks. Again, lots has happened. A lot's going to happen tomorrow and this weekend with Championship Conference, Championship Weekend coming up. So a lot of things to talk about. A lot of news that's been going on with coaches, you know, the playoff committee meeting tomorrow. A lot of decisions going on, so we have a lot to talk about. I'm not going to get all of it in today's episode. I'm going to have a special edition on Friday, like we normally do, and talk about championship weekend, the coaching carousel, and the meeting details. This episode is to talk about the new rankings that just came out an hour or two ago, and I'm also going to mention the past games the past couple of weeks. So, start off with going back two weeks, so week 12. Some of the key games I want to spout off. You had Clemson defeat Wake Forest 48-27. Again, just for everyone's ears, you're like, well, Clemson didn't play Wake Forest last weekend. And this is two weekends ago. I'm recapping both two weekends ago and last weekends. So, Clemson defeated Wake Forest 48-27. Each team had three turnovers. And Clemson predominantly relied on Shipley, the running back. They ran the hell out of the ball. Again, DJ Uyagole, or DJ Ukulele, as I like to call him, hasn't really lived up to the hype, hasn't had an extraordinary year, hasn't really had a good year by any standard. So they, they relied on Shipley, ran the ball, and Wake Forest, as they've been killing it this year, having one of their best years ever, they've been air raid, you know, guns blazing, pass attack. And that's what this game was. This game was very key because Clemson defeated Wake Forest, who was number one in their division. Again, each conference has a division. Not every conference because the Big 12 does not. But the ACC has divisions. I think it was just a coastal and Atlantic division. And Wake Forest was ahead of Clemson in their division. So that head-to-head win was very important, which led into this week. And again, I'll get to those scores and what happened leading up to the championship weekend. Now jumping to the Big Ten, the big game that we all knew about, Ohio State versus Michigan State. Two Heisman contenders, Kenneth Walker the third, the running back for Michigan State, and C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State. Ohio State absolutely mopped the floor of Michigan State. It wasn't even close. 56-7. Each team had one turnover. Ohio State dominated every aspect of the game. When it was running, passing, attack, defense, they shut down. Kenneth Walker. Stroud, just some key stats for him, had 432 passing yards and six touchdowns in the first half. So, Jesus, congrats to C.J. Stroud. Balled the hell out. Again, making his case for the Heisman, as we as I talked about last episode. My three for the Heisman were Bryce Young, Kenneth Walker, and C.J. Stroud. Obviously, Kenneth Walker got shut down. So, you know, including last week and this week. Actually, yeah, last week and two weekends ago, I should say. Right now, I still have Bryce Young and CJ Stroud as my top two. And again, a lot will change because of the games that we're going to talk about after these games. But again, just starting off right there. Now, we'll jump to Oklahoma, Iowa State. Oklahoma narrowly defeated Iowa State 28-21. Close game. Iowa State had three turnovers. Oklahoma had one. Again, the turnover battle will kill you. Iowa State has had many turnovers this year. This has been a shock, which has led to their demise. Iowa State, again, Brock Purdy in the backfield, had 310 passing yards, high raid, even though they have Brees Hall in the backfield. And Oklahoma had 204 rushing yards, led by their running back, Brooks. Now jumping over into the SEC, Bama versus Arkansas. This game was way too close for comfort. Bama defeated Arkansas at 42-35. Each team had one turnover. Bryce Young had 559 passing yards, which is a Bama school record. He had five touchdowns. Uh, To be honest, the defense played like garbage, like absolute shit. I don't know where they got the impression from, but their defense played absolutely horrible. And I said if if they want to beat Auburn or Georgia, more importantly, they're going to have to tighten up. And of course, as many of you know, Bama's defense was ridiculous this past weekend against Auburn, but again... Damn, against Arkansas looked horrible, their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Again, their offense was outstanding. Now we jump to Florida-Mizzou. Florida versus Missouri. Excuse me, Missouri defeated Florida 24-23 in overtime. Now, as a result of this loss, Dan Mullen was canned. Goodbye, Dan Mullen. My big Floridian, my Florida fans, Jared included, and a lot of my fellow gators, Gatorettes out there, Alberts and Albertas, are happy with this departure. Dan Mullen wasn't getting it done. Jared's big criticism of him, again, this is Jared, not mine, was that Dan Mullen wasn't that good at recruiting. He's a good coach, decent coach, you know, probably could outsmart and use his talent, but again, you need to recruit the talent in in order to beat people. So he was canned after the game, and fast—not fast forward. Reverse to the last year, after Florida spanked Missouri last year, Dan Mullen showed up to the press conference with a Darth Vader costume on and a lightsaber because it was around Halloween. This year, the troll, Eli Drinkowitz, Mizzou's head coach, showed up with a lightsaber in the press conference and said, "May the force be with you." Get a jab back at Florida. So that's hysterical. Tigers defeated the Gators who's got the last left. I'm sure Florida will be thinking about that next year, but goodbye, Dan Mullen. And again, Florida just hired Billy Napier, who is the University of Louisiana, the Ragin' Cajuns head coach. He will become the next head coach of Florida. So again, we shall see what happens with that, but they've already hired a new coach. And then last but not least, biggest game of the week biggest game, in my opinion, from two weeks ago was the Oregon-Utah game. Utah smacked Oregon 38-7. As a result, Oregon's done. The playoff chances died two weeks ago. Utah literally ran them over. Dibodeau and those boys on defense could not stop Utah. They had over 200, I think, 200, 208 rushing yards. Yep, we're reading it now. Absolutely obliterated them. And as a result, Utah's chances of making the playoff are goodbye they poof, evaporated in smoke. With two losses, you will not be making the playoffs. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. So, again, those are the games from two weeks ago. I know I kind of went through them quickly. But now we're going to talk about games from last weekend. Rivalry weekend, as we know. Some intensely intense games, as many of you know. And, again, rivalry weekend is pretty much the last week of the season. And it's not predominantly, you know, Happens to everyone, but usually, you know, you play your in-state rival school or one of your key rivals. For example, Bama always plays Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Mississippi State plays Old Miss in what they call the Egg Bowl. Florida plays Florida State. Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State in Bedlam. You know, Michigan plays Ohio State. It's just games like that, big key rivalry games. UNC plays NC State, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, that was this past weekend. And again, had some very interesting, crazy, crazy games, and I'm going to go into these more in depth in the last couple games, because I just wanted to go, get through them real fast. So, first game I want to talk about is the Ole Miss-Mississippi State game. That game was on Thanksgiving, It's so you're gobble-gobble. You know, I know there was a couple NFL games on, but that night at 7.30 was the Ole Miss-Mississippi State game. Ole Miss defeated Mississippi State 31-21. This is the first 10-win season in Ole Miss history. Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral led Ole Miss to the first 10-win season. As a result, going over some key stats here, Mississippi State had 336 passing yards on the arm of Will Rogers. He was 38-58, of 336 yards and a touchdown. One of the wide receivers, Polk, had 10 receptions for 98 yards. Again, he balled out. Now flopping Old Miss. They had 159 rushing yards. Again, still a big day for Corral. He had 229 passing yards, but they ran the ball. They just ran Mississippi State over. Big Ely had 16 rushes for 60 yards. The other running back, Connor, had 14 rushes for 54 yards and two touchdowns. Corral had 12 rushes for 45 yards and a touchdown. So more of a wear and tear, not really gash them. Just wear you down. Corral was 25 for 33 passing, 229 yards, touchdown, and a pick. Mississippi State had no turnovers. Ole Miss had the one, which is the Corral pick. And as a result, Ole Miss sealed the Egg Bowl victory. And you're saying Egg Bowl, well, the battle for Mississippi is called the Egg Bowl. They have a trophy. Whoever wins gets to take a little, it's like a trophy with an egg on top. It's actually hysterical. If you don't know what the Egg Bowl is, I'd look it up. It's one of the funniest trophies for Rivalry Week, you know, games ever. Now, switch over to the battle for the state of Florida. Florida versus Florida State. This game was important. It was, you know, a fight for bowl eligibility for both teams. And Florida narrowly defeated FSU 24-21. Florida moved to 6-6. Florida State falls to 5-7. Now Florida is bowl eligible. Which again, you know, really bad year for Florida, but at least they were able to salvage a bowl game out of it. Both teams had three turnovers and evenly statted throughout the game between both teams. Emory Jones threw a bunch of picks. Again, Florida State didn't look too hot. Again, tough game, obviously, because they both hate each other, nasty. But um, Florida is now bowl eligible, so you know that's great for the Gators. Big win there. Now switching over to the game of the weekend, hands down, number 2 Ohio State versus number 5 Michigan. And those were rankings at the time. Ohio State was defeated by Michigan, the Wolverines, 42 to 27. Michigan is now 11 and 1, Ohio State is 10 and 2. Michigan had one turnover. Ohio State had none, and now going into more specific numbers, Michigan was home. Ohio State was away. This is the first time that Jim Harbaugh has defeated Ohio State. He was 0-5. Now he's 1-5, which is great. He finally got the monkey off his back. Again, Jim Harbaugh, congrats to you. And he actually was quoted that um, I saw an article actually that um, – His bonuses for beating Ohio State, he's going to donate back to some of, you know, the first responders and people who helped Michigan out, which is awesome. So congrats to him. Michigan pretty much primarily just ran the ball all over Ohio State. Ohio State had no answer. It was a snowy game in Michigan. Snow was coming down in the big house. So, you know, poor conditions. Haskins, the running back of 28 rushes for 169 yards and five touchdowns. That man balled the hell out. Kudos to Haskins. Ran all over Ohio State. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. Ohio State's problem was, and again, I watched this game. They had too many field goals in the red zone. You know, not enough touchdowns. They didn't convert. Stroud was 34 of 49, 394 yards, two touchdowns. Smith and Jigba, <coughs> excuse me, had 11 receptions for 127 yards. And Garrett Wilson had 10 receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown. So again, Smith and Jigba, you know pretty much unknown before the season started he's been you know Ohio State's best wide receiver balling out every single week so Straub did have a great game even though they lost obviously but again he doesn't play defense not his fault but again Ohio State did not convert enough in the red zone which ended up haunting them again kudos to Michigan Haskins again cannot talk about how great of a game he had five touchdowns 169 rushing yards it's awesome like I said Jim Harbaugh's first win against Ohio State. Got the monkey off his back. Now Michigan will go next week to face Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Jim Harbaugh's first birth to a Big Ten Championship since taking over in Michigan five years ago. So, actually six years ago now. So, again, kudos to him. See what happens in the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis. It's held in Indianapolis. We'll see what happens in Indy. Now... Getting down to the Bama-Auburn game. Auburn was home. It was in jordan Hare. Bama almost lost. They narrowly, narrowly, narrowly defeated Auburn 24-22. Bama moved to 11-1. Auburn 6-6. Bama defeated Auburn in four overtimes. Each team had one turnover. Bama had 11 penalties. Bryce Young was sacked seven times. Again, you want a recipe for Alabama loss, turnovers and penalties. And they had both. Again, the game was 10-0 Auburn for until like eight minutes left, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. So Alabama was shut out three quarters. Alabama's offensive line was trash. Obviously, Bryce Young was sacked seven times. Couldn't block. They couldn't open up any holes. They could not run the ball at all. Auburn played some stout defense. Their pass rushers were all over Bryce Young. And Alabama couldn't open up any holes running the ball either. As we know, Bo Nix was out because he broke his ankle. So Finley, the backup, was in. He got dinged during the game. So towards the later end of the game, he could barely stand up. He was on a, a big ankle that was all danged up. Again. Finley's stats was 17 of 26, 137 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Bryce Young's stats was 25 of 51, 317 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. So again, even though Bryce Young threw an interception, again, was only thrown for 50% of his passes all over. He still had a great game, led the team all the way back, put the team on his back because again, it's 10-3 with a minute 43 left, but even the fast forward reverse behind that. Auburn had the ball, a couple minutes left. Tried to run out the clock. On one play, it was a sweep left. Tank Bigsby, instead of falling down, was thrown out of bounds by Jordan Battle. Alabama's safety/slash linebacker, which is a smart play because Alabama only had two timeouts and didn't have to burn one. So that allowed them to use a timeout after third down. Auburn punted and Alabama had a minute 43 left with no timeouts to go 98 yards down the field. And with like 20 seconds left, Bryce Young threw like a 30-yard bomb to Brooks and touchdown Alabama they tied to score 10-10 with like 20 seconds left. Went to overtime. First overtime, both scored. Again, second overtime, third overtime, fourth overtime. Again, Alabama came out victorious. Crazy, crazy game. Ridiculous. And the big key for Alabama was that Jameson Williams, the big transfer from Ohio State, he was ejected in the second quarter for targeting. He was on the punt return, came down the field, and obviously led with his head, and you know, hit. Oh, but his punt return was thrown immediately out of the game, which he should have been, but it's just a stupid play by Williams, obviously. Very you know, dirty. I guess it's a rivalry game intense, but you know, you, why do you take yourself out of the game? You're one of you're probably the best player on the team, besides Bryce Young. Don't take yourself out of the game. John Mechie was the hero, had the game winning catch. He had thirteen receptions for 150 yards. And then the game winning reception in overtime. Now, switching over to the Bedlam thriller. Well, before I actually get into the Bedlam thriller, now that sets up, and again, we knew it two weeks ago, Bama will now face Georgia in the SEC Championship game. That game is in Hotlanta. So you may say, well, that's a home game for Georgia. Well, it's still split 50-50 The tickets just being held in the Georgia Dome. So again, we shall see. Bama's got a lot of work to fix. Again, their defense played out of their mind. They held Tank Bigsby under 40 rushing yards. Defense played the best game I've seen them play this year. But their offense was the complete opposite. It was like their offense was really good against Arkansas. Their defense was trash. This game was the opposite. Their offense was horrible, and their defense was outstanding. So they need to get both on the same level if they want to beat Georgia this weekend. Now, switching to Bedlam, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State defeated Oklahoma 37-33. It was in Stillwater, which is Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State moves to 11-1. Oklahoma falls to 10-2. Again, Oklahoma's dreams. Playoff race, they're done. They are out. Lincoln Riley, their coach, left Oklahoma. He's now become the head coach at USC. The real USC, not South Carolina. Southern Cal, the Trojans. Fight on. Now, going back to Bedlam game. Each, well not each team, my fault. Oklahoma State had three turnovers. Oklahoma had two. Oklahoma State's defense was outstanding. They honestly won them the game. They had six sacks, played nasty the whole game. Oklahoma had 12 penalties. Williams, for Oklahoma, was 20-39 passing, 252 yards. Had three touchdowns, and he had some big runs. He rushed for 36 yards towards the end of the game when they were trying to fight you know, for the game-winning touchdown. He had some great runs to extend plays. I tuned in in the second half. And the second half was insane. Oklahoma State got tackled for safety. And they kicked off. Oklahoma scored. They muffed a punt. That was returned for a touchdown. Then Oklahoma muffed a punt. Then Oklahoma State cashed in for a touchdown. Sanders, Oklahoma State's quarterback. He was 19-30, 214 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. He was actually ran a lot, too, for, again, lots of yards. Oklahoma's defense really couldn't stop them. Again, 12 penalties really sums it up. It's hard to win when you shoot yourself in the foot 12 times. So again, thriller in Stillwater. Stormed the field after the game. Michigan stormed the field after the game. Love to see, you know, unfamiliar rivals beat teams they haven't beat in a while. This is the first time Michigan beat Ohio State in 10 years. First time Oklahoma State's beat Oklahoma, I think, in five or six years. So very, very, you know, wild weekend. Another game that I want to highlight real quick was the UNC-NC State game. That was a Friday night game. NC State won in a thriller. NC State defeated UNC 34-30. NC State moved to 9-3. and UNC fell to 6-6. and NC State scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes. They got an onside kick. And the game-winning touchdown, again, please look it up if you didn't, the NC State guy again. His name is eluding me, but he mossed the hell out of the UNC defender for the game winning touchdown. Crazy game in Raleigh. Again, Fanstormed stormed the field after the game. Rivalry weekend is just something unprecedented. Again, it's the last weekend of every last weekend, the last game of every season for a reason. You know. Something that gets the fan bases going, the players going. The players love playing against their rivals. You know, Alabama wants to beat everyone the whole year, but they love beating Auburn just a little extra, a little sweeter. And now t- talking more about championship weekend, Oklahoma State will now play Baylor in the Big 12 Championship. Again, more from Championship Weekend. Again, I'll go into it more next weekend, but just go over to you know some of the big championship games, and I'll go into more of them next weekend. In the Pac-12 championship, you got Oregon against Utah. Then you have the Big 12 championship, you have Baylor against Oklahoma State, SEC Championship. Georgia versus Bama. The AAC Championship, you have Houston versus Cincinnati. ACC, you got Pitt Wake Forest. Big Ten, you got Michigan, Iowa. Then you have in the Sun Belt, you have Appalachian State versus Louisiana Lafayette, which are the Raging Cajuns, University of Louisiana. Then in the uh, what is it, Mountain West, yes, you have Utah State versus San Diego State. Those are all the games for Championship Weekend. Again, I'm not going to go much into depth into them because, again, I'm going to talk more about each game and what it means on my, my special Friday episode. I just want to go over some rankings that just came out literally an hour or two ago. So you have the top. I'll go over the top ten. You have Georgia number one, Michigan number two. So Georgia number one, 12-0. and 0. Michigan number two, 11-1. Bama number three, 11-1. Cincinnati, number 4, 12-0. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, number 5, 11-1. Notre Dame, number 6, 11-1. Ohio State, 10-2. and They're number 7. Ole Miss, 10-2, number 8. Baylor, 10-2, number 9. Oregon, number 10, 10-2. So that's the top 10. Alabama stays at number 3. Michigan jumps up to 2 for beating the number 2 team, Ohio State. That makes sense. Cincinnati stays at 4. And again, in order for this to stay the same, going into the playoffs, Bama would have to beat Georgia. And if Bama beats Georgia, they'll move up to one. Michigan beats Iowa. They'll stay at two. Cincinnati wins. They beat, who do they got to play again. I just said they got to beat, um, sorry, they got to beat Houston. If they beat Houston, they'll move up to three. Or Georgia will be at three. And then Cincinnati will be four. Or Georgia will be four. So that would make the matchup Bama versus Georgia or Bama versus Cincinnati and then Michigan versus Georgia or Michigan versus Cincinnati in the first round. But again, that's if Bama beats Georgia. If they don't, and Oklahoma State wins, they'll make the playoffs and Bama will be out because again, two loss team will not be making the playoffs. So we shall see. It's all going to come down to championship weekend. That's what it comes down to. Every single year. Again, it's insane. It's intensely intense. But again, that's why they played the a game. It's awesome. I love, again, rivalry weekend, but again, championship weekend because it just determines everything. You know, everyone gets pissed about some of the rankings early in the year. But like I tell everyone, just wait till the last weekend. That's literally what it comes down to a lot of times. Like example, Georgia, no offense. Even if they lose, they're going to be in. So they're a bucket no matter what. Cincinnati, if they win, they're in which is probably going to happen. So those are like 2 shoe shoot-ins. Michigan, no offense to Iowa, but I think Michigan's in a steamroll Iowa, Or at least beat them by a good amount. So that's three of them. So the only team you have a question mark is either Bama or Oklahoma State. That's going to fill that fourth and final spot. So again, we shall see. It's not going to be any Pac-12 team. It's not going to be any other conference. So that's where your, your, you know, your last team is coming from. And again, many people will say, well, you know, Georgia's new, Michigan's new, Cincinnati's new, but oh, Bama, I don't want them to make it, even if they beat Georgia. If Bama beats Georgia, (laughs) no offense, Georgia's the best team in the country, so they deserve to make it. But again, for those people who don't like the same teams, you have three new teams this year. So can it? I don't want to hear nothing about the same four teams and no one has a chance. blah, Blah blah. Ohio State sucks. They don't suck. They lost. Clemson's trash this year. Oklahoma's trash this year. So those three teams right there are goodbye. So you have three new teams. They're going to let it out on Power 5, Cincinnati, and we'll see how they do. If they get smashed, then I don't want to hear any more complaining from those people. Okay? And again, there's 80-something bowl games or no, 50-something. Ah, again, there's 80 or 50-something bowl games, which includes how many you know times two. So there's plenty of bowl games to go around. Again, final rankings will come out after championship weekend, and we shall see what happens. But until then, you know, everyone be healthy, be safe, you know, holiday season's coming up. I know Hanukkah's going on right now, you know, Christmas, Kwanzaa, New Year's, everything coming up, Boxing Day for all my, you know, fellow fans across the pond, whatever holiday you celebrate, you know, enjoy again. Next episode, my, again, I'm going to have a special Friday episode, so make sure you tune in that. We're going to be talking conference championship games, coaching carousel, even though I've already hinted at a bunch of them so far. And last but not least, we are going to talk about it. pretty much what happened from the meeting that's on tomorrow. Again, the College Football Playoff Committee will be meeting tomorrow, December 1st, possibly to expand the playoffs. We'll see, but again. We'll have that, all three of those things hot off the presses for Friday's episode. Again, don't miss a beat. Stay tuned. Lock it in, lock it up with CCT. Thank you all. Have a blessed night. Peace.